Hey guys, Amir Ryder here with Dave Donlin, Chief Revenue Officer of, of Crayon. Am I pronouncing it right? Yes, you are, Amir. I'm pronouncing <laughs> it right. Uh, Thank you. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, you, you know, you've been a, a sales leader and a marketing leader that I've known for a long time. Uh, I think you've, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were with HubSpot uh, back when there were about 20 employees, right? Yeah, I was uh, employee number 20 at HubSpot. Um, I was there for almost uh, eight years. Um, so it was uh, quite a ride. Yeah, so you've seen the change from, you know, I think a company that raised $100 million to almost a billion dollar company on the New York Stock Exchange. So yeah, I'm sure you've, you've taken a lot from that uh, from that life lessons. And then, you know, now you're working with, with Crayon. So, I, you know, a lot of our audience that watches, you know, our, our podcasts and webinars are, are sales leaders, marketing leaders, um, and uh, leaders of organizations that are looking to get competitive advantages. And I think this is a great topic of conversation because sales and marketing are getting harder, right? And I think the days of just um, calling and emailing and marketing to everybody are, are kind of over. So, you know, I'd love to maybe learn more about what Crayon is, um, you know, what you guys built over there and who's helping. Great if you can tell us a little bit more. Yes, absolutely, Amir. So, um, the reason we came up with the idea of Crayon, it really started from our CEO and founder, uh, Jonah Lopin. He was actually employee number four at HubSpot. He built their entire um, uh, services uh, network over there. Um, but he just found, like HubSpot, there were a lot of capabilities out there that helped you on what's going on inside uh, your sales and marketing funnel. Um, and But if you look at today, there's no software or capabilities out there that tells you what's going on uh, in other companies, sales and marketing funnel. Yeah. And what we've learned is that if you want to be successful in sales and marketing, you not only need to know what's going on inside your funnel, and you can get that from Salesforce or Oracle HubSpot, but you also need to understand what's going on outside the four walls of your company. So you really need to understand where the white space is with the market, uh, what your weakness, what your competitors' weaknesses and shortcomings are. And if you use, if you get that intelligence, you can apply it to your marketing, you can apply it to your sales, and you'll see significant uh, market share and revenue growth by having just as much understanding of what's going on outside your company as what's going on inside your company. Yeah, and to me, it sounds like I, I'm big with analogy, so I can picture like whatever you're driving by, um, you know, an event, and you have all these these parking areas of people, you know, trying to get you into their parking lot. It's like what is different between this parking lot and that parking lot? Usually, it's price, right, and and the size. Yeah. But it's the same concept if you think about it, because your buyer personas, uh, your buyer profiles, you you know, there's you're helping that person in a certain way, right? And um, if you're competing against somebody, they're the buyer is still searching the same way with Google, with ads, right? So it's, it's, it's kind of finding out, you know, what's catching their attention, right? Because you might think it's X, Y, Z, um, but it's really, you know, something completely different. And usually it's something more, it's always more simple, right? It, you know, we always try to make complex solutions, but it ends up being something simple. So, so basically you're giving that information to, uh, to sales and marketing leaders, and then they're mm -hmm. able to, adjust not only their their marketing but also their sales as well yeah yeah and and even their uh, their product team is uh, their product as well so for an example um when we find that our best customers when they are looking at the um trends of what their competition is doing in terms of putting out marketing materials or um or uh, using different uh keywords in their marketing or in their sales strategy they know that's a leading indicator that uh, their competitor might be coming out with a brand new product. 
Um, another leading indicator is uh, what type of jobs that competitor may post. Um, if you offer a solution that does not integrate with Salesforce.com and your competitor solution doesn't integrate with Salesforce.com, but all of a sudden your competitor posts on job boards, hey, we're looking for a sales, uh, someone who's an expert in Salesforce integration and engineering, you know that's a leading indicator that your competitor will probably build a Salesforce integration. And if you don't do that, uh, you could get blindsided and lose tremendous market share. As Left in the dust. Many yeah. examples that we've seen. Yeah. So the way we kind of look at it is what are the what are the leading indicators that our technology finds and then tells you what those indicators are to give you an insight. Um, and that insight uh, can be delivered to the head of product to change the product roadmap. That insight gets delivered to the chief marketing officer to say, hmm, we better uh, readjust our messaging here. And it also gets sent to the head of sales enablement uh, or the product marketer, whoever is responsible for arming the sales reps with things like battle cards or any other uh, uh, messaging that they should be using in their sales strategy. So that's, that's a good point. And, and I, I know that job boards, right? That's a check off a box with the, what you guys are looking at. Um, what other things are you guys are looking at? Are you looking at uh, people's Facebook or LinkedIn ads? Are you looking at their, their, how much, you know, digital uh, demand gen they're spending? What are the, what are the, the areas that the crayons going out and looking at? Yeah, the spending is interesting because a lot of companies think that they need to know where my competitor is advertising and how much money they're spending. Um, the truth of the matter is it's actually not the right direction for a couple of reasons. A, um, if your competitor is, you know, if you're a startup and your competitor is salesforce.com, you're not going to be able to keep up with the spending. Um, knowing where they're advertising, you're not going to be able to uh, work as fast because they just have too big of a team. Um, but uh, more of what is what we call the white space. So for an example, if uh, the hottest thing right now is AI or machine learning, um, are your competitors writing content about artificial intelligence and machine learning? Well, if they aren't, uh, maybe you should be creating content um, and be first to market organically in AI or machine learning. Um, other areas are uh, are your competitors advertising or uh, promoting anything on Pinterest? Uh, Pinterest IPO. Pinterest is one of the hottest things right now. Um, they have something like, uh, I don't know, 250 million subscribers or some astronomical number. Maybe it's a billion. I don't know exactly. Yeah, I but I do know that, I do know that uh, a lot of companies that uh, use Pinterest generate a lot of leads and their competitors aren't even on Pinterest. Um, so maybe that's a, a white space area where you could capitalize and be first to market. And that's where, you know, maybe if you're, whether you're an enterprise company or a small company, you can start thinking more with your brain and marketing with your brain and less with the size, less with the size of your wallet. Yeah. So you're putting on your customer success hat here and you're, you're, you're basically saying that you get a lot of information, but the way you react to information is different, right? Um, it's not yep. just, it's not just, uh, the, you know, all this spend is here, let's run here, right? It's kind of similar to you know, you know, SEO 101, where the keyword is extremely difficult to get on the first page, uh, but it has millions of searches, great. It might be better to target a keyword that has a thousand searches, but it's relevant and you're gonna get on the page number one. So that same principle um, is used as well. And, and sticking to that topic of, of customer success, are you, you know, how, how is Crayon investing in customer success? Are you guys, um, 
are you guys helping people use your technology from day one, day two? Is it ongoing? What does that look like for somebody that wants to work with you guys? Because that's a really big point, right? That, that people don't talk about a lot, that technology is there. It's ready to help us. Um, but you know, companies that invest in getting users to use the technology are, are, are the ones that are winning now. Uh, what does that customer success look like over there for you guys? Yeah, absolutely, Amir. So we're, we're a relationship first company. Um, though that we offer a great SaaS platform, uh, we are relationship first um, because we know that if you're a customer, Amir, and I give you amazing information that would help you uh, crush your competition, get more market share, win more business, um, it's only as good as if you actually use it. So our first and foremost for every customer is we need to understand uh, what are what are they looking to do? What is their number one goal? Um, we found customers number one goal is they want to increase their win rate. So in 2018, they did 100 deals, um, won 60% of them, uh, lost 40% of them to the competition. Average deal size was 50k. So they did I don't know three four million dollars in sales. 2019 comes around. We say to them, okay, well. If you do the exact same number of 100 deals, because it's harder to drive top of the funnel, um, and your win rate goes up by 10%, what does that look like? Well, that could be another million dollars um, if, if your ASP is the same or if it went up a little bit. So what can we arm your sales team with? What are the insights that we need to arm your sales team so when they're in a competitive situation, they have a much higher likelihood of winning the deal? Um, so one of the use cases is helping businesses increase win rate. Hey, look, if your funnel's not going to get any bigger because it's so hard and complicated out there, then let's arm your salespeople with real-time information that's relevant and insightful that they can use and take action on uh, to win more business. Um, the flip side of that is the companies that are trying to get more market share um, and also avoid getting blindsided by the competition. And what they need to do is they really need to understand, again, as I said before, what's the white space? Where are the areas that nobody else is playing in our, in our market that we should be playing in so we can drive, be the first to market there, drive the leads, drive the brand there. But what also can we do to not get blindsided? Um, there are hundreds of companies, and I, I read K1s, I read investor reports, and one of the you know, top things for a, a publicly traded company is, um, competitive intelligence. And the reason why is because if a competitor comes out with a better mousetrap and they don't know about it or they don't know what to do about it and they lose just a little bit of market share, well, their stock drops. Yeah. And what happens after that? Their investors are unhappy. So um, we find in some of the larger companies, publicly traded companies, it is absolutely mission critical that they adopt competitive intelligence capabilities because as you know, uh, in the last 50 years, uh, the Fortune 500 didn't change that much, but in the last 10 years, the Fortune 500 has changed, what, 80% of the time? Oh, yeah. um, and that's all because of competition. Um, so, you know, we see this area where if companies are not focusing on what's going on outside the four walls of the company on the and listening to the market and their competitors, that they're going to be just that really cool company one day just get knocked off by the next cool company. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. So, so just to talk back to that win rate, right? So, so let's give a good example, right? I'm right now, I'm, I'm talking to Crayon, right? I'm in the sales cycle and, and you know, you know what I tell you, right? What you're saying to me is that how you guys improve that win rate is that a team that's armed with Crayon could also know if I'm researching other competitors 
before you win or lose that deal, which can give you that advantage of knowing who you're up against. Because I'm not going to necessarily say, hey, you know, David, you're up against X, Y, Z. Here's, here's how you beat them, right? You know, I'm not like, like yeah. some people do that, some people don't, right? So this is arming yeah. people with information so that you can almost say, you know, Amir is also looking at competitor X, Y, Z. Let's send him that case study pre- preemptively um, about, you know, the differences between, let's say, Salesforce and HubSpot if I'm looking for HubSpot. So kind of getting ahead of that loss, right, in a sense, um, with yeah. that data. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, Amir. So to give you an example, let's say if I worked at HubSpot again and one of their competitors is Salesforce or Marketo Adobe, um, I might go into a sales situation and my prospect, I probably don't need to even ask my prospect if they're looking at Salesforce or Adobe because the, the customer guys. has control now. Yeah. So yeah, that's just the way it goes now. So, um, you know, my crayon uh, sales enablement or battle card might tell me that, okay, um, you know, salesforce.com is really strong here, but according to the last, you know, 30 days or 60 days of G2 crowd reviews, and Captera reviews, they're really weak in this area. So what I'm gonna talk about is I'm gonna talk about my strengths in that area. I'm not gonna say Salesforce is weak in this area, but I'm gonna highlight my strengths in this area. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, that's a way that we're seeing how salespeople now uh, focus and really move their customers through the funnel. Uh, if a customer says, hey, we're looking for a capability that's really strong on email marketing, and I know my competitor is really weak on customer service, my first question I'm going to ask them is like, hey, before we talk about email, how important is customer service for you? Yeah. Um, so we're seeing our, uh, our customers, our best customers, the sales reps take those battle cards that Crayon puts out for them um, with weaknesses and the strengths and the opportunities and the threats of SWOT analysis, strengths, weakness, opportunities, threats of their competition. And those sales reps are asking now their prospects questions that will move them into thinking, you know what, customer service is actually the most important thing for me. And you know what, I, I've noticed that you guys have the strongest customer service. In fact, you won all these awards and accolades. So you don't even have to tell the customer that you won the awards because they, they're doing their own research anyway. And yeah. The customer just has that control. That, that makes a lot of sense. And you know, we're a managed service, right? So the big end of the day for me, my biggest thing on my mind is how can I train uh, people faster? and get them to stay competitive. So, you know, when I was listening to you there, I also heard an opportunity for, for sales rep enablement, right? I think, I think this data that you're talking about is also giving people on their own path of educating themselves on the competition, which makes them better sales reps, which makes them happier, which lowers churn, yeah. right? Because if a sales rep yeah. is performing, he's gonna probably get promoted, he's gonna stay with you. If they're not performing, right, they could churn, right? So it's a, it has, it's very interesting that you're, what we're talking about here because it's one of those things that has um, an effect almost in all departments, right? And, and, and if used correctly, right? If used correctly, it can help with enablement, training, sales, competition, and product development. And that's yep. kind of what data yeah, does it, for you. Yeah, and, and that's, that's all it is at the end of the day. Data is only good is how you use it. So again, as I said before, if you are using salesforce.com, I mean, we use salesforce.com, I have... Uh, dozens of dashboards. I have a data, I have a chart on everything. I don't make a decision while looking at a, a chart. Yeah. Um, but, you know, sometimes I, we're finding that, wow, there are decisions we can make on data that's happening outside our market. And I can't get that in Salesforce. And that's fine. But what I'm finding now is the decisions we're making here for, for growth, for positioning, for marketing, 50% of those decisions are coming from our Salesforce.com platform. 
the other 50% are coming from crayon. Yes. Um, and we're finding that we can move the needle a lot faster drinking our own champagne because we know where the market is going and how uh, our customers or how our buyer personas are now consuming information and using that to be more competitive or increase their market share or do better messaging or whatever the need is. Now, this is an interesting question. It's more of a product question, but I'm very curious about this. There, there are so many different channels um, for information out there, and some of them, you know, work really well now and then not so well later. Like, you might be in the modern uh, sales professional group on, uh, on, on Gmail. I don't know if you are. If you're not, I'll invite you. But, you know, you're getting all these sales leaders that are, that are sharing great information. Uh, there's Facebook groups like uh, SaaS Growth Hackers that have 11,000 leaders in there. Um, but they change, right? Like they change fast. Like one day there's all this data and the next day they move elsewhere, right? People are talking, but they're changing channel. Do you have a separate team that is looking for these channels at all time, ranking them and then, and then putting the priority? Because to me, it sounds like, um, you know, the data sources are going to change. There's some things that stay the same, right? Um, that are just yep. you know, Google search, right? Like that's a core of everything. But there's, I think now what you're finding is that there's so many, um, sources of information that are here today, gone tomorrow, moving around. Do you have a team that's constantly looking for that source and ranking them? Um, so I'll, I don't want to get too much into the tech yeah. of Crayon because uh, the tech's boring to talk about sometimes. But uh, the way our platform works is when you put a, a company or a target or a concept in Crayon, we pick up on every single signal uh, on the global web that uh, on that on that. Um, then what our platform does to avoid the uh, signals to get you good signals and noise or noise to good signal is we find the breadcrumbs that are relevant, that match, um, and basically say, okay, based on these uh, five data points that we found on uh, a company's review site, how they change their web pages, how their, uh, how their team talks about them on Glassdoor, uh, and the product changes they made on their product page, uh, we can, these five data points, is a leading indicator that this company is going to do blah. And that's the insight. Um, that's what we call the insight. And once we know what that insight is, that's what gets delivered uh, to product marketing, to uh, sales, to whatever. So it's not the data. It's less data and more insight. It's, it's taking data and being able to tell a story to say, based on all these data points, these are leading indicators that says that your comp competition or your market is going this way. Um, so to answer your first question about stories change, they change all the time. Um, and what happens is if we pick up some, if we, since we're monitoring that market, that concept, that company, if the story does change, uh, we call that an anomaly. And then our technology say, okay, well, maybe we got to take a look. Why is this changing? Is something happening? Um, you know, one of the things I get all the time, Amir, is, you know, uh, an objection I get all the time is, Dave, our biggest challenge is not tracking the publicly traded companies because they have to release their information. It's tracking the privately owned companies because they don't have to do release their own information. And where Crayon really helps with uh, getting uh, data or insight on privately owned companies is we have the ability to uh, tell you about any website change, any change on their website that happens in real time. Um, now, if, you know, I've sat with the marketing team at a, at a, Big company, small company, mid-sized company, but when someone makes a change to the website, it doesn't happen overnight. It usually there's usually some sort of committee uh, to make a change on the website. But when it does change, Crayon will detect that change. So if a company is making a change on their product page, on their pricing page, on their customer service page, on some messaging page, there's obviously a reason 
for that change. And it wasn't a reason that one person made, it was a reason that a committee made. So something, that's a leading indicator that this company is going in a certain direction. So stories change all the time, but what we found is that when they do change, that's actually something you need to be paying attention to because something is going down. This is a good point. It leads me to my next question because um, it's, 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 it's on my mind because as I'm having this conversation, my wheels are turning about how, you know, CloudTest can use this technology and how our customers can, how our partners can. Um, and being in the SaaS world, helping software companies grow, you know, what I find is that um, the level of growth and technology, how fast it gets in the market, sometimes, not always, lags the training development of employees. So my question to you is, do you think the train for uh, the sales for – People's sales force, and I'm using the word sales force, it could be marketing, you know. Those people, yeah. Yeah, are, are, they, are they being trained enough on intent data and on how to understand it? Um, do you recommend that companies isolate a champion to, to really become an expert at this? Because, you know, there, there's some people, like you mentioned, you know, uh, Dave, you're like, I, I don't make a decision about reports, right? Um, you know, that's, you know, right off the bat, that says a lot about you. You know, you, you, you've, you've worked for big, fast-growing companies. You, you know what data says, right? That's why you're here. Um, what about the companies that, that don't have that profile? Should they look to hire someone? Should they look to train someone? What does that look like? It's a great point, Amir. So what's interesting enough is based on um, surveys that we've done, uh, we did a great survey. I recommend everyone to download it. The State of Competitive Intelligence uh, 2019 uh, surveyed uh, thousands of CMOs, product marketers, sales enablement leaders. Um, we're seeing a huge emergence of competitive intelligence. Uh, most of the big companies we talk to, enterprise companies, already have a head of competitive intelligence, VP of competitive intelligence, or their VP of research and strategy is responsible for some form of competitive intelligence. As you go downstream to more like the mid-market, competitive intelligence is, nobody owns it, um, but the product marketer does it because uh, he or she is asked to do it. So what we find is a lot of companies' product marketing is responsible uh, when they're asked to do competitive intelligence on a one-off, um, but it's not a function of the business. So what we see is, based on the survey, um, we think that the product marketer is going get, to be getting a lot more juice uh, in the organization as competitive uh, intelligence becomes more and more of a mission critical need for the business. Uh, these things where product marketers build ad hoc battle cards or reports or somebody in the company says, hey, I want to know about the white space and product marketing has to drop everything and then give it. Like anything else, you can't have a one-off with intelligence. Intelligence is a continuing thing. You can't just put the brakes on and say, hey, I don't want to learn anymore. You can't yeah. do that. Uh, you, will, you will fall on your face. So I truly believe that there's going to be this emergence of product marketing really holding uh, a mission critical function uh, that's going to be tied to revenue uh, around competitive and market intelligence. Um, there might be an emergence of that job role, but I think product marketing is just going to have more, um, more power and more juice uh, within that company as they're going to have more responsibility, which is good because if you're in product marketing, that's a leading indicator that you're going to make more money. Yeah, uh, <laughs> wherever you are. So that's a good thing. And for, product marketing, for even for us, right? Like, like we, you know, we go to market, we, we manage SDRs, AEs, uh, you know, other positions. And we were going to sales manager, VP sales. And now, you know, we're seeing that product marketing is our whole, they're making more decisions on support, customer success, um, which is interesting to see. It, to me, it does sound like the people who will win in the space are not the people who pull out their credit card and buy. It's the people who commit 
to a, uh, a competitive intelligence strategy, in, in my opinion, because if you commit to the strategy as it's going to be here today and it's going to stay, you'll win. I think the companies that are looking for, and this is an opinion, uh, because I see a lot of people who buy quickly, fire quickly. I, you know, I see all this. I think that the people who think that you're going to have a home run just because all of a sudden you got some data coming in, um, are, are wrong, right? I think the ones that understand that this constant data is coming in needs to be interpreted, understood, uh, learn from it. Long-term strategy will win, right? And that's kind of for me, um, you know, from what I've seen, you know, that's why I talked on the customer success side with you because, you know, I, you know as a chief revenue officer, everything's rolling up to you, right? It, it, you know, like the, the SDRs, the BDRs, your demand gen team, and, and you probably are talking to product now and customer success, you know? So it's like, yep. you can see how this is all connected, right? Like we're starting to sell with results, right? I think, I think you're the best customers, the ones that get referred with the ones that were successful, right? So everything's kind of changing. And it's, it's an interesting position that you're in now, I think, because you're, you're using this data uh, in a way that benefits that, that also it's very, I think it's very useful when you can use something that you're also helping people with, right? Cause I think it gives you a, a position to, to really advise people properly because you're using it and you understand it. Um, and that's why, for me, it's really important to see that, that leaders are actually sipping their own, their own uh, secret sauce, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. But yeah. No, it's been, it's, yeah. I mean, we, we're our own best customer. So uh, the only, we're our own best customer and the best salespeople at Crayon are actually Crayon customers. Yeah, um, yeah. Our case studies, our happy customers, uh, they're the best salespeople. Um, they always will be. I mean, it's like that at every organization, but um, hey, if you can't uh, use your own uh, product or platform to uh, to grow and scale, um, you know you're you're in the wrong business. <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I'm telling you, you, you know, after after this conversation, we're gonna have I'm gonna pick your brain a little bit more um, about how I can use Crayon <laughs> internally and, and help our clients and partners. But um, you know, for those of you, I just you know, and I'm gonna bring this up, right? How how did this conversation come about? Because um, it, it came about in an interesting way. I actually saw an email. Um, about a webinar you were doing on sales hackers uh, about this topic and it was really interesting to me. And then I messaged you on LinkedIn about this topic and we were able to have a very nice conversation about who we are, what we do, and now we're having this webinar. So I think it's, uh, it, it's good for our viewers to know that you know that in a way was an intense signal, right? It was it was showing that David is out in the market helping people, talking to people, right? So I knew you'd be open to helping more people, um, and that's obviously not a platform. That's just an email, but it's this whole concept of the world has changed. It's different, right? It's a, it's a different world. You know, we have we have to come in. I think now with with. A, a different layer of understanding, not just uh, you're the you're the CEO, so I need to talk to you. It's got to be more a little bit further down, um, and that information is out there. So you know, look, David, I for for me and everybody else out there, thank you for making it easier for sales leaders and marketing leaders and prior leaders to hit quotas, hit numbers, because it's becoming harder, right? So I think it's it's leaders like yourself that are getting these tools out there, that are talking on webinars, that are. Um, you know, participating in panels that are actually helping people grow. Um, so yeah, if you don't mind, let, let's tell everybody, you know, where can they find you? How can they, how can they find Crayon? How can they find you if they want any advice on, on intent data and these competitive data uh, topics? Yeah, absolutely. So our website is crayon.co, uh, not .com, crayon.co, C-R-A-Y-O-N.co. We, um, there's some great, uh, reports, uh, download our eBooks. Our content's awesome. We have some of the best writers, uh, that, um, that I've, I've worked with. In fact, some of our writers, uh, were actually former crayon customers, 
uh, drank the Kool-Aid a little uh, too much, and now they're writing for us. So we have some really good content. Definitely download the state of uh, competitive intelligence 2019. Uh, really good uh, data there on where this uh, emergence of product marketing, the product marketer, sales enablement is going. I think that's going to be a big deal going forward. Um, and then for me, I mean, I'm on LinkedIn, David Donlin, or you can just go to my LinkedIn. I'm always happy to uh, answer a question from somebody. Um, you know, um, I do get solicited a little bit. That's okay. I'm in sales. I get it. Uh, but I do, uh, I, you know, so don't take too offense if I don't respond to you. If you might need 10 touches. But you got to put David yeah, on a 10 touch plan. If you, if you send me a LinkedIn and it's a, it's a quick question and uh, I can, you know, I have a few minutes and I can help. Uh, I will answer it. I'm happy to do that. Uh, Twitter handle, uh, ddonlan, D-D-O-N-L-A-N. Um, you know, happy to answer there. But um, yeah, I think if you're going to really get some good information, sales, marketing, regardless of the role that you're in, uh, come to the website, crayon.co, download the state of, uh, state of competitive intelligence report. Um, I, I guarantee you're going to come away with some really good uh, information. I agree. I'm, I'm going to take my, my competitive intelligence game to the next level. And then the next time um, <laughs> we do this, I'm going to show some examples of how I use it. And I'm going to get into some deeper questions. But this has been really helpful. I appreciate your time. Uh, and thanks again. Yeah, and then, absolutely. you know, everybody, um, you know, easy to reach. You can ask me and David any questions. We're here to help. Uh, David, thanks again. And uh, we will talk soon. I, I will see you in Boston and only during the spring and summer. Um, not in the winter. <laughs> That's fine. Well, I'm just kidding. Yeah, look me up, Amir. Definitely uh, come by our office, Amir. We have uh, free Wi-Fi, so uh, you know we have great office to hang your hat right by the seaport. Beautiful uh, views of the ocean. Great uh, restaurants and bars in every corner. So when you come by, uh, you're happy to come here, hang your hat. Amir, I'll be there. In office and in, inbound yeah, interest conference. <laughs> I'll see you. All right. Thanks again, man. I will. Uh, I will let you go.